we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years and 21 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, how are you? I'm fine, mate. I just um, can't wait to kick off, really. Me either. Me either. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Bruce, how are you today? Uh, staying safe and staying all of your usual things, because, I mean, there's there's tornadoes literally outside your front door, so. Yeah, um, healthy and alive. I'm, uh, you know, trying not to blow away. I've had a few limbs, branches, really. They're not limbs. They're not big enough to really do damage. Uh, hit the roof of the house so far. Uh, so, uh, and you actually damage, almost got yeah. you almost got swept away a couple of hours ago. I did. Yeah, stepped outside to uh, uh, you know today's trash day, so you you bring the dumpsters back up from being on the side of the road, and uh, yeah, the gust of winds were oh, God, at least eighty mile an hour. Uh, mm, some of those gusts uh, ridiculous. Put, put some weight on and grow your beard again, mate. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The beard yeah. may have. Well, the beard might have acted as like a sail. You know, just yeah. pulled him away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The Samson problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Ned. What do you got? I, I've got some stuff that uh, that I want to discuss, but uh, we'll start with you. I'm sure you got a few things that you've been scratching and scribbling down this week and researching. Well, and yeah, I, I thought mean, we'd I talk about some COVID things as it relates to the jab. Uh, I've got some of that stuff today. Well, there's one thing that COVID. We to COVID's about. always a pain. That's it a, always. I mean, it, it's always. And a it's not always. It's not always. Um, I mean, we talk about. America a lot and the FDA and the CDC, but we've all got our bastards in our governments and stuff like that. And we talk about Boris Johnson here, but I mean, if if, if you if you look in if if you look into such things like that, you've got um uh, you go back before COVID. That's what people have got to do. And they, they 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 if you go back to something like just the year before, then you start to see the motions and when people put things in motions, it's like in this country there was um. Uh, a chap from the House of Lords. So whereas we have a parliament, then you have the House of Lords above it. Like, uh, So you have two houses least, of parliament. So it's like our con our House of Representatives and our Senate. You got the two houses that yes, go it's similar. Like it's like yeah. if, if you get that useless, you get moved up into the House of Lords. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I heard. Bastards. Yes. It's uh, unfortunate, yeah, he, though, the uh, the former speaker, uh, Mr. Burkow, didn't make it into the House of Lords. They were floating a uh, <laughs> uh, an honorary membership because it's it's customary for the speaker, the former speaker, to have a place in the House of Lords and he didn't get one. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like um, I, I had to train a thought then on somebody. Um, we've got a bloke. He's, um, 
what they call it, uh, not nationalised, but he's he's a Brit, uh, Iraqi-born, Professor Darzi. He's um, in the House of Lords. Now, in 2018, he was picked or given a job by the then executive of the NHS to do an independent review on the NHS because it was, um, I think it was their 70th birthday or something like that, you know, the NHS. And he um, come out with something like, um, I think it was... Uh, I actually dug a quote up for him. It goes, um, quality care in the NHS. And he goes, and this is the quote he said in 2018. This has been my guardian principles as I have led the review. High quality care should be uh, so safe and effective as possible with patients treated with compassion, dignity and respect, as well as clini clinical quality and safety. Quality medical care that is personal to each individual and yet this is the same man who then stood up later once covid had gone shouting the growing anti-vax movement is a threat to the public health and started to show things down and say there's several million people who haven't even had the jab yet and the risk of death is 14 times higher for unvaccinated and you know we need to have full coverage just to keep the wider population safe Thousands of deaths have been linked to vaccine refusal. And then he goes and says, this is the ONS. But since then, the ONS has always published things. And we know now that triple vaxxed and the trigger of the booster, 92% of COVID deaths are the vaccinated. Yeah. And yet this bastard, which he is, said one thing in the beginning. And how can you say that? Of course, you can guess where he um, centralizes from, that wonderful college Medical College of London. Oh, you know, uh, like like yeah, like yeah, the yeah. other bloke. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Imperial College, you mean? Yeah, the Imperial College London. Uh huh. Where Mister Armageddon uh, is tenured. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and but these these are the sort of people that need you, you quote personal personal individual care. I mean, we've got all these um, doctors and nurses that didn't take the jab and are still about. They are being vocal, more vocal now, but they still won't write things down. So there's a lot of an anonymous reporting and you're getting more reports in. I mean, there's doctors like during the lockdowns and everything, they used to see 20 elderly patients that this is the elderly or the people that have had surgery that had just left the beds in the hospitals and gone home and needed aftercare. They used to be seeing about 20 a day. They were down during the lockdowns, they were down about one a day. And a lot of the old people and the fear caused these people not to report their problems and stuff. And they were being found on the floor. They were being found in terrible states. And because of what? Gits like that? And that, that is the problem. It's not just America. It's here. It's here. It's all, all throughout the Western world. And this is where, I mean, New Zealand's had it. Uh, Australia's had it. Canada. I mean, you can go throughout Europe. It's very funny how people can actually stand up in their parliaments and say things, and yet it's still going no further. Sorry, people, but yeah, you have been criminally abused on just about every level, and that, that is what the system's doing. And sorry, but that man needs dethroning, everything taken away from him. Personally, anybody that is found complicit within that should have their assets removed especially Mr. Gates, as far as I'm concerned, because no matter what, if they found complicit 
assets taken away and redistributed to the people to pay for the harm. You, you cannot pay for it. You cannot pay for it because there's lives gone. But this, yeah, thank you. Take it. I'm not saying kill them or anything. I'm saying leave them with nothing. Well, you're going to have to leave them with nothing and you're going to have to put them in prison. Yeah, leave them with Yeah, they can create a lovely big or take over one of these mansions and put them all in there. Then they can sit down and have their little meetings of madness together for the rest of their lives. You know, they could. Yeah, um, I'd like to show you this. This was uh, this was London over last weekend. Uh, I'm sure that this didn't make the papers or the mainstream media anywhere. They uh, they're out uh, protesting for um, justice for the vaccine injured. For the injured, they, yeah, yeah. They hit uh, they hit the Houses of Parliament and then they hit number ten. Yeah. There's more people being on the streets in the UK. France have got their own problems. We, yeah, we know that. But yeah, there's people out there. Um, yeah, it's not going to be on. Uh, but, but it's amazing, isn't it, how tight the media is controlled not to be able to see it. I mean, there are yeah. thousands of people out there. I, would you say there's probably, at least just in this view, would you say there's at least 50,000 there? I'd say there's tens of thousands of people, yeah. There's tens of thousands of people. And not one paper took notice? No. Yeah, not no, one, not paper. one paper, no. They won't. How can 10,000 lorries drive across Canada and not go across it? I mean, that's right. 10,000 yeah. lorries? I mean, sorry, you, that's a one in, that's never been done, you know, and yet that's how tight the media is. And when you speak to people like that, even now, you speak to people and they go, well, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you didn't see it through your media. But it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to a massive degree. But the people have still got to walk. This is, oh, there is something. Obviously, I do mention different names. Um, remember way back, um, well, way back a year or two, um, there was a, a group that got together called the World uh, Council, World Council for, for Health. Health. Yeah, and this guy uh, was part having, of it, actually. They're, they're have, yeah, they're having another meeting in Bath this time, remember? Bath was the first one when they told uh -huh. them they couldn't. Yeah. Um, I think it's on the 2nd to 4th of June, people. Now, if you have been vaccine harmed, or if you haven't, or if you want people to speak speak to, or you want to get information, the World um, Council for the Health is definitely a good central place to go to. There are a lot of, um, not just doctors that believe in um, nat natural, natural health ways and stuff like that, but there are a lot of um, lawyers, there's, there's, there's a lot of humanitarians, there's a lot of human rights people. They're all, and the, the mixing pot's getting bigger. And it is definitely worth just having a look and going to see it because you, you've got nothing to lose. Because even, because what gets people moving, what gets you off your seat, is if you start to find answers or if you find people that might care and be able to help you, right? And if that is the direction you need, which is most people, if you don't know where to turn, you just sit in your own shadow. And that is what they're hoping that you do. Go out there, look out there. There are people that are willing to help. And, you know, if they can. This is one guy who's doing exactly that. This is Dr. Mike Yaden. He's the yes, former vice president of Pfizer and their chief scientific officer, a microbiologist in his uh, in his credentials. And he's been very outspoken since the he's start very vocal. Yeah, about this. And he was in London over the weekend marching with the protesters. And this is what he had to say that piggybacks on what you're talking about. 
Okay, that person's an impressive person. Do not let them do it. I, I can't, cannot be more forceful. Also, do not take anything with the word vaccine on it, especially if it comes with emergency mRNA. Don't take it. They're lying to you about the reason for needing it. You will take it. I say to people this. If you follow the narrative, the official story, I'm right, you'll lose your freedom and probably your life. If you follow what people like me are saying, and I'm wrong, the worst is happening, you're going to get wrong. The risks are not faintly symmetrical. Don't believe the government. If you believe them, and I'm right, you'll lose your freedom and your life and your children. So you might be a bit worried about being called a conspiracy theorist. Join up your well. There you go. He says, if you listen to him, then you could save your life and your children's life. And if you don't listen to him and you follow the government, you could lose both. Yeah. And even if he gets proved wrong, all he can do is just get laughed at. And that's yep. all he got to pay. But if he's right, you got more to lose. Yeah. The guy is very right in, in many things. And he's been fighting it from the beginning. And yeah, um, some people would say he's a bit eccentric, he's this and that, whatever, and people will play down it. No, he knows his stuff. And yes, he might come across as eccentric sometimes or whatever, but he has been putting himself in the front line for a long time and he deserves to be listened to, like a lot of people. Um, yeah, um, he can't say enough. Vaccines, the one thing, if it is a non-live vaccine, don't take it. He says mRNA. Since the mid-90s, people have been saying, doctors have been saying, research has been done for years and years and years. Non-live vaccines have been a product of the pharmaceutical companies and they've been making money. Live vaccines help your mortality. Non-live vaccines, just about all of them, can have a bad side effect. Simple as that. We spoke about this. It's been researched. We've had it all out there. But if you do go to it, I mean, I myself have let things slip under without knowing, like most parents. One, one of the big things out there, and this is tied up, if you care for your kids. In this country, in the UK, they, at school, they go, they use in schools to actually get your children vaccinated. Now, this goes for HPV as well. Now, HPV, if you look into the history of it, caused a lot of harm in India to a lot of girls in India. And it was something that was pushed by Mr. Gates. Now, Mr. Gates funds, it's, it's as simple as that. He funds the World Health Organization and they help push an agenda with him, right? He is criminalized in India. He isn't going to go back there. But HPV is still put forward as okay. It doesn't do the right things. Look into it. Look what harm it can cause and everything. It might not necessarily cause it, but it doesn't help at all. It is something that your kids shouldn't be have, you know, be given. My daughter got the first shot, yeah? And I've spoken to her since, and I've always given her a choice, just like a mother's had choice. And the thing is, that is one thing we've still got to allow. It's the biggest hardship. It's the biggest bugbear that can actually work on a person's conscience, especially when you're in a relationship, especially when um, you have kids or families and everything. They've still got to make their own decisions and have choice if they're of an age, right? Believe me, it's not easy being there. I tell you, when you know something, 
scientifically in everything, and yet it is still the person's choice. And that is where the world's gone to rat shit. Choices are being taken away. Opinions are being forced on others, right? Informed choice is the only thing that can work. But that is a properly informed choice. And it starts with the individual. If you're willing to just do something because somebody says so, and then you're going to scream about it later, it could be too late. You've really got to start taking responsibility for yourself and your kids and everybody else. And if you do know something, don't be frightened to talk about it. That's the other thing. We're, we're frightened of our own shadows now, you know, and, it, and it's the people are out there. They're walking now. The damage is done and it hasn't finished coming out. And that's the worst thing. Yeah. But we do have to face up to it. Um, and I'm droning on again. I do apologize. Well, that's OK. No, you're, you're right when you talk about how choice is being taken away. And it's, it wasn't just under COVID where choice has been taken away. I mean, no. it, that, that's just where they kind of went full bore with it to see what all, you know, what all they could get away with and what rights they could take away. But in some parts of the world, and uh, namely, it's it, well, this is going to happen everywhere, to be honest, because with the 15 minute city, if you let them get away with that, then this will happen next. But this is larger than a 15 minute city. This is a third of the Australian continent and country because it's both one and the same. If you can imagine, this is what they're doing. The uh, the premier of Western Australia has decided that they're going to re-implement the COVID restrictions, like the COVID control measures, the stop and frisks and the stop and searches and all the rest of it. Listen as to why they're going to do that. Mark McGowan has signalled a return to tough border laws used during the pandemic. The WA premier allowing police to stop and search anyone entering the state. Reporter Jack Hahn is following the story live from Perth Airport. Jack, when will the laws come into place? Well, later this year, Melissa, and they'll be in effect until 2028. The laws will give WA police more power than any other state or territory in the country. The Premier, Mark McGowan, wants to replicate pandemic conditions because he claims there was a dramatic decline in meth use while border closures were in effect. So every traveller will be subject to stop and searches in the hope of catching drug smugglers. This will happen in 21 locations, including every land crossing with the Northern Territory and South Australia, as well as ports and train stations. But high on that list will be here at Perth Airport. Travellers won't be searched the second they step foot off the aircraft, not even in the terminal. In fact, officers will set up checkpoints at, on the roads leaving the airport so that they can subject vehicles to searches tonight. Criminologists are warning laws like this have the potential to be abused. Melissa. Jack, thank you. Thank you, Jack. We appreciate that. And I'm sure the good so, people yeah, of Australia so appreciate that. So the people are going to get fed up and they want you to get fed up so you don't move around. It's just another thing, isn't it? So whether you've got family across the other side of the continent or not, they're not going to bother going seeing them. We they're saw, going to stay within, in, we within saw, their part of the world. Yeah, yeah. We saw a, a massive response out of the people from Western Australia in, in Perth. Specifically, we we saw a massive response out of people down there from the uh, the COVID restrictions. So mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to start what they say, 21 checkpoints, if you're going to start 21 checkpoints against all crossings and all state crossings and, uh, and land crossings, if you're going to start stopping and frisking people for no reason whatsoever, those protests yeah, are going to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of unrest, but sometimes you're wondering, they, they, they're just pushing the button. They're just seeing it and doing it again in a different way. And they are, it is a control thing, and they're trying to keep people down. But the problem is, what are you going to end up with? What sort of human being are you going to end up with if they just put up with everything? 
it's it is it it, it, it beggars belief that we actually started to get to a point where we were ready to step out the door and get out into the solar system and they slammed it shut and they wanted all this shit yeah and they want to change absolutely everything it's it's not it's not a matter of well uh, we're going to do this for the betterment of of humankind or people whatever the hell they say now or man you can't say mankind anymore because that's not politically correct but they talk about well they're going to control what goes on in the uh, the avenues of space exploration but yet you're confined to a 15 minute prison it's ridiculous it's laughable you can't have lamb or beef you remember they're they're going to ban that in uh, in the uk in the, the entirety of the uk by uh, 2035 or something. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. And, and your first response to that was, how can you outlaw food? How, how can you do that? And that's exactly what they're doing. And under COVID, what did we see? They're outlawing getting a cold. That's what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing. Now, Italy. Cold helps. Yeah. Italy has, has taken some steps. Not only did they ban AI this morning, because you, Musk and, and these guys are, are warning these companies and these people that are messing with it, you've got to stop this because you people are insane. And that AI is going to be insane. It's going to be more insane than you. So you've got to stop that. But Italy actually this morning ha has completely banned it. They, they've shut it down in their country. They're not going to be using it. They've also done something else. They've also banned lab grown meat in Italy. They did that a couple of days ago. You're right. Yeah. You're right. The Italians, really? You're going to tell an Italian that they can't eat meat? You're going to tell them they have to eat a lab-grown steak? I don't think any self-respecting Italian is going to put up with that. So I, I doubt very seriously that's going to happen. However, in the opposite direction, in the UK, I actually have this from Westminster. <laughs> this is uh, the Genetic Technology Precision Breeding Act of 2023. And I would just like to, to read the header of this uh, this bill. This passed, by the way, this is not proposed, this passed. An act to make provision about the release and marketing of and risk assessments relating to precision bred plants and animals and the marketing of food and feed produced from such plants and animals and for connected purposes. There's your linchpin right there, connected purposes. Be it enacted by the king's most excellent majesty. You know what? That I'm disgusted <laughs> by even saying that. I'm sorry. I'm just going to continue on. The precision bred organism. This is how they describe it. In this act, precision bred organism, in quotes, means a precision bred plant or precision bred animal. Really? Never would have guessed that that's what you're referring to. For the purposes of this act, an organism is precision bred if... Number one, any feature of its genome results from the application of modern biotechnology. And of course, you know the people that are behind the biotechnology firms. You know that they're trustworthy. You can trust everything that they do and say. Number two, every feature of its genome that results from the application of modern biotechnology is stable. As stable as... As the, uh, the COVID jab, that was very stable, safe and effective, right? Safe and effective. Number three, every feature of its genome that results from the application of modern biotechnology could have resulted from traditional processes, whether or not in conjunction with selection techniques alone. And its genome does not contain any feature that results from the application of any artificial modification technique other than modern biotechnology, which there's not any restriction on that because we don't have other any laws or regulations. Them. Yes. That's carte blanche. That's, it is. that's disgusting. It is. Yep. This basically gives them free reign to screw yeah. with whatever food, plant, or there's, animal there's you've got. Look, the biggest problem with all of this is, right, the biosphere and nature works. It's a very 
intricate machine. Whatever yes. comes out naturally or has been moved bit by bit, minutely over millennia, there's always an answer to it in nature. There is no answers other than not to do it for what they have done. What they do, what they've done with this mRNA, with anything genetic. Right, okay, you go down your genetic engineered foods, right? Basically, what were the claims? The claims were reduce pesticide use, increase nutritional content of food, boost farmers' profits, feed the world by increasing yields. Well, that was bollocks to all of them. They failed on every count then. That was just totally, totally out of it. Uh, so... Basically, what they have created, though, they've managed to create super weeds, uh, right? And they've got insecticide-resistant insects. They've managed to create, you know, so we've got super seeds. We've got these insects, which are like, you know, the human answer to Popeye going around doing what they want. Basically, it was meant to increase manufacture stronger, and all it's done is they've needed stronger chemicals, stronger herbicides, Nature naturally adapts, you dumb bastard. It adapts, therefore the weeds are there, therefore the insects are there. You throw something out, it's going to go, really? Okay. And it will adapt. And it'll just make, and it's made a farce of their GMOs all the way down the line. And the only thing that has increased, that has got on par with the vaccine, is cancers. The cancers have increased because of this, just like mRNA. The cancers are increased. In fact, I think in the United States, there's a uh, quite a lot of lawsuits going through because of Roundup. Is it Roundup? I believe it's Roundup, yeah. Yeah, I think because the Roundup is used, and there's thousands of these going through there. Now, people, if you want to look into the GMOs and stuff like that and what they've built into them and the herbicides they used, glyphosate. Just look into something called glyphosate, G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E. Even The Who in 2015 classified these as probable carcinogenic to humans. And this is in your herbicides and everything, okay? So in 2015, somebody had the sense to say, whoa, and all of a sudden, 2018, The Who wants to start taking over the bloody world with Mr. Gates and everybody else. It's horrible. Where we are, we have to be very careful. GMOs, no, it doesn't work. When you start genetically messing around with nature, it will fight back naturally because it, there's all these natural cycles of the food chains, whether it's insects or whatever. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, flies, I hate flies. But believe it or not, flies do a lot of pollinating. It's one of those things, these insects do, do, they all have their own little purpose. Because we've lost our way and whatever, yeah, we don't like a fly buzzing around, give it a twat, that's dead. There's millions and billions of them. It's like somebody was having a, 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 a bitch on um, one of the one of the programs and actually it, it, it was about, what's that? What do they make guacamole out of? Avocados. 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 Now, we've had avocados and we've had the people who started to grow them and they started to take over the water tables and how much it needs to grow them. Well, on top of that, you've got, like in California, apparently they fly in loads of bees by the millions for pollinating these crops and everything. And yet, guess what dies in the process of all that? Loads of them. So, bees, yeah. What, yeah. 
Well, but these are the natural things of nature. We're messing around with the ecosystems ourselves. We're messing up. We, we are creating the chaos. And nature's answer to chaos is to what humans would think is creating a chaos of itself. Now it imagine. always tries to rebalance. Yeah, now imagine what's going to be created out of this chaos by them moving all of these bugs that they want you to eat, all these insects, into places of the world where they don't belong. Oh, yeah. I mean, you suddenly yeah, start it's... importing uh, scorpions into the UK. What the hell's going to happen there? Well, it's the simplicity of it, isn't it? Each little ecosystem, whether wh whether it's north or south of the equator or closer to it, further south or north, it is totally different within, you know. Look at your garden, people, with a bit of common sense. You go out into your garden, small, big or otherwise, the more you fashion it to your own ideals the more you have to keep applying to it the more it takes you to keep it tidy because nature naturally tries to do things and yeah you can have a tidy garden you can have all that nice lawn and everything else but it takes time and you are actually fighting against the natural thing whereas you could have a lovely big garden and if you understood how nature works that garden would be quite beautiful and all you would really have to do is probably cut your grass yeah things grow through it naturally happens and you miss the beauty in things you miss they have lost they have they're kicking what you could say their own mother in the stomach because that is what they're doing to the earth because this is what where we came from i'm sorry you, you're kicking your parent you're treading all over it and you don't understand you're like a bunch of idiot children who's lost the plot and it's about time we actually got our ideals and worked with it, not against it. And that's the simplicity of it all. And this is what the eco people should be doing. Not wind farming and solar this and solar that, which is just causing problems and implementing some stupid corporate idea. Because the more you do, you're just bringing the humanity closer to the abyss. And you ain't going to climb out of it. You fall into that. You can only push it so far before you push humanity past a point where it won't be procreating anymore and if you think that you can grow babies and bubbles and things like that that's not going to work either because by then you you're gonna have sterile human beings and we are just as complicated as nature and that's it and when you start removing things from us you just you might as well give up because you get to that point you've totally knackered it Having a natural child and having the differences. In you. I mean, we got all these trans thing uh, arguments about and stuff like that who are saying, oh, to be different is whatever. And yet you're doing the hypocritical thing of trying to make everything the same at the same time. I mean, what is it, you stupid bastards? I've had enough. I really, it's starting to get slightly annoying. By the way, uh, on that point, uh, Bruce, you know how we talked yesterday, of course, this will be out on Monday for those that are uh, subscribed to us on the regular platforms. Uh, you know how we talked yesterday about the uh, hostile takeover of the Tennessee and Kentucky capitals by the, uh, the the trans day of vengeance or whatever it is. I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, you, so. you mean the, the peaceful protests? Yeah, but the, yes, the mostly oh, peaceful what? protests. Yes. They, well, it was I, in their capital buildings, wasn't it? Yes. The uh, they've just they've just done the exact same thing in the Florida Capitol building as we speak. So the people can't go to the Washington Capitol building and walk around like all these um, trans 
people or opinionated no, see, people or whatever. No, see, no, no, but ordinary mis- people aren't allowed to walk around. No, no. Well, exactly. Because you, you see, I think you're misunderstanding because one was a violent insurrection and the other one is just a peaceful protest. Where the police were saying, yeah, come in and then we can call it violent later. And they walked within the velvet ropes, most of them, yeah. They, they, ushered, them in, they ushered them in, yeah. Yeah. You gave them so, guided tours, yeah, yeah. So, it, so yeah. It's, it's, uh, so once again, it's just a political image, yes. nothing else. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, there's also the police officers that were provocateurs that oh, were yeah. antagonizing the people to be there more violent. That. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the whisperers, yeah. the prodders, the pokers. Yeah. Mm. How cool, there are. I'm sorry, but yeah, Biden is still there, and everything that's coming out. I mean, what is one of the latest things? They um, there was a, there was a uh, news platform. Was a, a chap called O'Keefe that used to run it? James O'Keefe, yeah, Project Veritas. He uh, he got ousted because he exposed one of the uh, the Pfizer people uh, talking about how they aren't doing uh, gain of function; they're doing directed evolution. And yeah. he you- questioned him directly, and he said, "Hey, uh, this is you here." Um, you work for <laughs> Pfizer. You want to explain this? And hey, followed him down the road. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he didn't follow him down the road. He confronted him right there in the restaurant. And the guy didn't even leave. So yeah. And then of course, you know, Keith was was out. But so the rumor has it. They destroyed his platform, didn't they? They destroyed his platform. Yeah. But he's created another one. Uh, it's called uh, O'Keefe Media something or other. I'm I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure the actual name of it. But nonetheless, the word behind the scenes was that all of the board members of Veritas, if they didn't oust him, the FBI was going to indict all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, have you heard what his latest thing has been about? Um, I did see something from him today. Something about, uh, was it campaign contributions or something? Yeah, called Act Blue. Oh, Act Blue, yes. The uh, the funders that launder the money for Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but this well, isn't just Democrats this isn't this isn't black yeah. just like Black Lives Matter. Oh no Apparently, no no that's yeah it, it's the Democrat yeah. Party's go to charity for, for yeah, laundering money. The thing money. is if the thing is if you go to the um, Federal Election Commission's website, the yeah, FEC, and you put uh-huh. your and you put your zip code in and everything else, yeah, you can actually do a search for the campaign data, and on there you can find the same person that could have made. A thousand contributions within a very short period of time. Time, so somebody, and time, and time. Somebody again. like so basically like George Soros okay. type or something. Yeah, <laughs> ordinary people. They've been Just using ordinary, ordinary people. people to, yeah, they've been using their names and their addresses. And what O'Keefe has been doing, he's been building up um, on video. He's been going seeing these people at their homes and says, "You contribute to Act Blue." Da 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 da. Oh yeah, I did five dollars here or ten dollars there. Goes. So you didn't contribute. X amount of times, and the, um, so apparently you've done two hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars, etc., 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 under your name. So not only have they been digging the dead up so they can get voted in, they've been using the people's names and addresses to actually launder or relocate what could be millions or billions of dollars into the Democrat fund because this is the Democrat funding. And the proof is they're all on the list, and it's quite interesting. And it is a case of, whoa. And But hang on, why is the judiciary doing anything about it? Because the judiciary takes open. donations from Act Blue. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> but, but people, just go and do it. Just 
go and look at your um, Federal Election Commission website and have a look. Put your own zip code in. Put your name in. You never know. You might have been donating something or under your name. Or just check it out. It'll be interesting because if you do that or if you get your friends to do it and then you get their friends to do it, etc., you might then get a slight insurrection of saying, whoa, who's been doing this in my name? And this is a good starting post for it, people. Little acorns, big oak trees. You know what I mean? You know, just look at it. The information's out there. It could start a good movement on an individual basis. Another point of outcry. An amazing thing that he did. Love it. And it is all for you to go and have a look for yourself. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's very, 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 very good. I mean, there's another thing in America that I was quite impressed with. He's just on the O'Keefe point real quick before you jump. But... uh, O'Keefe, he is what I call a, he's a true investigative journalist. That guy is, he is 100% dedicated to his trade. He has a knack for it. These other so-called media organizations, be it NBC, ABC, the the moron on uh, Morning Joe there on, uh, (laughs) on MSNBC, these people, he puts those people to shame. By the work well, yeah, that he does. Well, they put themselves to shame. Uh, yeah, but he's just like the physical manifestation of just how terrible these people are. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's out there because he believes that the truth should be out there. Yeah. Okay. Not all truths need to be dug up and out there, but fundamental ones that affect society like this should be. Yeah, I agree. Should be. I agree. Yeah. That's why we pick uh, apart the uh, that's why we have these discussions, these round tables and, and the events of the day that we talk about, because we have to pick this crap apart and we have to reallocate it into something that actually makes sense to people. And all this other like everything that we're seeing. When's the last time you actually saw an honest news report out of the UK or out of the United States? When's the last time you actually saw an honest news report from the mainstream media? I can't name well, the last time. You don't. It's just fog, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's exactly it, what it is. It, it's fog it, of war. I, well, I call it celebrity fog because that's all it is. It's celebrity fog. It is, And that is what they've grown up to look at. They think they call it reality. They they use the words reality shows, reality TV, reality this. It's That's not reality. Not reality. It's not reality, but they use the word reality. And it, it's just, it, it's, it's laughable. And that's what drives them. People want their little bit of what they think is stardom. And it's all they've done is they're they're all in cages. It's it's not it's it's harder. It, it will always be harder to do the right thing. That is what you teach your children. It is easier to be nasty than it is to be good. That is the fun one of the fundamental things you teach your children. So you know, and you can be spiteful, you can be nasty, but it's harder to actually do the right thing. And stand up. It is. It and, is. And, and it's and it's, it's you, hard to make should... a living in that too. I mean, we yeah. we discovered we're we're looking at this in, in the beginning and we're like, hang on a minute. Um, the more childish and adolescent like you act, the more popular you become in all of this yeah. stuff. How is that That's possible? Not, yeah. How is that even possible? Because they're all in the playground still. It 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 is it's just crap. But on an upside, on a positive note. 61% plus counties in the US are, what is it, um, conserve, conserving the Second Amendment Act. Oh, yes, the Second Amendment sanctuaries, yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that is being, good. 
that's being backstopped by our county sheriffs uh, in in the United States. And that's that right there. That is one of the reasons that guys like George Soros have been running around buying up county sheriffs all across the country so they can stop exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Well, that's got to keep pushing. And how can he? Well, yeah, people let them just go around and but here's a thought. Here's a thought. Maryland. This is where you get the hypocrisy. Yeah. Right. Mary, there's a proposal in Maryland. Yeah. Where under 25 year old individuals cannot be charged with uh, felony murder. So if they're committing a felony and then they kill somebody, they cannot be charged with a felony murder because they say they don't have the capacity to understand the ramifications of killing somebody, yeah? All right, and what is the answer to that? If that's the case then, yeah, how can they propose that children, right, have the mental capacity to understand all these surgery and gender stuff at a young age and how can they understand the capacity, what, how that will affect their lives when they're 12 or 13, right? So... If somebody under 25 can't understand the simple fact that killing somebody is wrong, how the hell can you say medically that a 12, 13 teenager has the mental capacity to understand the effects on their life of being chopped about by a surgeon or taking all these puberty blockers? Well, come on. One just doesn't balance out with the other, does it? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's very simple. They don't care about your facts. They just don't care. They're going to yeah. do what they want to do. That Whoa. is the proof, is it not? That is the proof of the hypocrisy, the crap that's there. This is where parents should actually go go to the lawyers and go to the and say, this in law itself, how can you equate one to the other? You've got a difference in years of at least 10 there, so one cannot be enforced if you can try and enforce the other. And that should end up with them both being thrown out. You know what I mean? But those are the things you, people need to be picking up on use themselves against themselves because the world is being run by idiots it is it is being run by idiots i can't even remember where i got that from but that just what that the world's being run by idiots i mean that's pretty no, obvious no. at this point don't you think it is being run by <laughs> yeah. idiots and it's done that way intentionally yeah i've got to take some time off i mean i know you guys have got loads of research to do but while you're doing yeah. that i gotta take some time off to look after my daughter uh, yeah. because we've got a lot of revision to do for our exam. So April's going to be a, a blank space for me. But, well, that's that's when we were thinking oh, about doing, you know, we, we got research we got to do. So, you know, we're we and we can't be distracted. So we're, we're going to have to do do that during the same time. So, yeah, I know. And well, actually, that was a good trigger because I was getting you get lost in when you get passionate about the wrong things that are going on. You can get lost in it and it, it everything affects family life no matter what. Everything affects family life. And I was so glad that maybe this this time came up and you spoke about what you needed to do. And I thought, and it made me reflect on what I was not doing as well and what was coming up. So, yeah, it, it, it's a good opportune moment to do. Um, but there's, there's just so much because um, we were going to have a, have, have a chat about um, cesium and what was going we on were, there. And yes. maybe we might we might have to catch up with that later. I don't know. That's fine because we're getting uh, we're getting down to the uh, the final few minutes here, so we got time for something short. If you've got, I mean, because I think that one there is going to take a little bit longer, and we're actually waiting on more from the lawsuit anyway. So yeah, so see what the fallout is. Yeah, there's loads there's loads of little things. 
advice. I'm, I'm a great believer that if you go to somebody with a problem and you're asking for advice, and as soon as, especially like these people that you, you pay loads of money to, um, whether it's um, a psychiatrist or whatever, or anybody that works within the mental modern mental care system that says, I can't tell you what to do. I can't give you advice, but you sit down there and pour, pour, pour all your stuff out. And that's what you've gone for. And that's what a lot of people go for. So when something like that happens and you haven't got the advice, you're just left in limbo anyway. You don't realize it until it's happened. And this is how society, I think, has managed to mess people up. So, yeah, I've got a bit of advice before I go off for a month. And I think it, it's it's what... It's one of those things where, where people say, well, what can we do about the future? We've got to radically change it all. We've got to radically change it. I mean, to things like you, you, you've got to get to a point. Governments are too big. Governments in themselves are too big. They've grown, they've grown into monsters where they, they wind up within themselves. And the people have got to find the, the, the we've got to pull these structures apart. They have got too big and too cumbersome. And your education system. Parents, you have got to get up. And the education systems, the academics, they're here to teach the kids, not politicise them. Parents have got to stand up face-to-face -face with these schools and say, no politics. I want you to tell me what you're teaching the kids. I want to know what books they're reading. I want to know what is there. Don't allow the school to hold the whip. The children are yours. They're your responsibility. Simple things like that. That is the sort of thing you've got to take back. Academia, the universe, the, they, they will write anything. The people that sit within academia will write anything for corporate justification, for government justification, for ideas for the future. That is what they do. They just write papers and papers so they can stay where they are, whether they're right or wrong. No, the education system is there to teach, not politicise. That is what's got to be brought back to what it should be education only it's things like i question stuff why don't they have they'll have examinations for english maths all your science subjects but ethics there used to be one for society and ethics but there isn't now that's they they teach that for the first couple of years at high school and then it's a spare lesson to do other stuff in because there's no exam so if you fall behind, they'll just say, well, you, you use it as a revision for one of the other subjects. As society and ethics, so that doesn't mean anything anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's stupid things like that that actually go to point towards what is happening within your society. Children will rush from, because we, we all struggle at school, especially if we have ex, ex, extra subjects as well. Oh, I could use that subject just to catch up on it. But it's the ethics and morals within our society which have got to be restructured and found and dug up again. Yeah, that's advice. Advice. You don't have to take advice. This is the biggest problem. People should give you advice. Whether you take it or not is something else. <laughs> Johnny, what is that about? This is the uh, this is a copy of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this is our salvation out of this. You talked about a smaller government and reducing the size. Well, yeah, and the I mean, I'm sorry, this but will that, do it. that that as far as I'm concerned, right? Some visionaries, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like I said before, in Europe, Britain, within the Western world, we were so used to kicking out our unwanted. 
the structure of the society, of the class, of the wealth, kicked out the unwanted, the unclean, to every other part of the world. The globe got smaller. It got more connected. These places started to form their own communities, their own colonies, their own countries. Wars were had. They made the decisions. But somebody had the visionary to say, Europe and the West has already broken. The ideals and the format of it is a basis for problems, as well as China, as well as Russia, as well as these dominant big structures. So they created a paper, which means a hell of a lot. And that paper shouldn't just be kept for American eyes only. People in the world, Western world, should be having a look at the Constitution of America because it was totally designed to keep the power with the people and try and stop governments becoming the controlling aspect of which they are. By that Constitution alone, your government should come down. I agree. It actually says that uh, in our declaration that uh, if a government becomes uh, basically uh, too too big for its own pants, well, then it's it's time for us to remove it and because install new they, government. They, they, you know, well, that's why I call it the Biden mafia. Yeah. Because basically it's totally criminalized. It's criminalized. Well, is, yeah, yeah. But this it's is not my just argument. yours. It's, yeah, this, it's this is my argument. Throughout the Western world. It is. And that, that's where I say that we've been subverted in in those respects. You know, our, our systems are being used in ways that they were never designed to be used now. And we're, we're seeing the end result of being negligent and in our own responsibilities to ensure that this uh, this check on this balance of power is maintained. So my argument has been that it, it's not the system. It's not our systems that are the problem. The problem is the corruption in the individuals that are corrupt within it. So that has to be removed. And the problem is mm -hmm. also within the bureaucracy itself. As you say, it's become too big. I mean, we have a bigger government in the United States today. And I'm talking about all encompassing, all the bureaucracies, all the alphabet agencies, all the, the wonderful things that Bruce likes, all the Bureau of Land Management and the IRS and, and everything else, all of these things. We have a larger government in America than the Soviet Union could have ever dreamed of. And we're putting up with it. I don't understand it. It's it's endemic everywhere. It, it is. It, it, it is. It, it's just it it's, was it, it was created on the false pretenses of the political system of anybody that wants to get into power. You always had one side of when you had a like um, uh, a two tier government like you had just opposition of two. One would naysay another and make promises, and then they'd create jobs, desk jobs, bureaucratic jobs, until the money ran out, until the bills mounted up, until it cost too much. And then they'd go, they'd get ousted, and then uh, the other side would come in, and whether they tried to put any, er, anything right, but only a certain percentage of it got put right. And then people got pissed off with them because everything wasn't quite happening. Then the opposition got in and then they started the same cycle again and it slowly married up until totally top-heavy, bureaucratic mazes and people just... If everybody looked within the, uh, the business structure of wherever they work, if it's of any s substantial size, they will probably find that outside of um, too many meetings, although you have to converse and do have meetings... Like somebody said to me um, when I spoke about it before, I wasn't saying you shouldn't have meetings because you've got to converse and run a structure, but too many meetings and the finger pointing 
and that's all it is. And when you outsource everything, why is that structure of management still that used to run the structure within that company when they used to do all their own work? Why is that structure of management still there when everything is outsourced? They then build up another layer and another layer. And it's, 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 it's uh, an endless cycle of a waste of money. And people just get used to going to do jobs with an endless amount of meetings, uh, paperwork. Oh, I've got to get this done forever. Why? Because we've got to do this because this is, I think this is law now where we've got to do this and we're, but they, they're creating these paper piles and piles of, and it leads nowhere and nothing gets done and they're all playing catch up. And all it's doing is, well, it's, it's got us where we are. It's a broken system. It's a broken system. It is just crap. And that is why small and medium companies always worked because the people worked in them. They actually went to work and built them up. And then when they got to a certain size, they got bought out by the big companies. And then within two years, they disappeared. Here in the U.S., uh, take a wild guess at how many people are employed by the government in some fashion or another. What percentage of the workforce? Just just take a stab at it. What percentage of our if workforce it, is government? If, if, if it's over 8%. Oh, it's way over 8%. It's too many. It's way over 8%. Bearing in mind, we only have about a third of the country, and I would argue even less because of the last three years, I would argue we have less than 100 million people in the workforce in America. Well, if that's the case, then half, if, if, it's, if it's 100 million, then half of our workforce is government, if that's You're the case. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. We have because 50 million government employees. We have 50 million government employees or military. Oh, um, yeah. We've yeah. been trying to figure that out our entire lives now. I mean, no, within the government structure throughout the country, I'd just yeah. say if it's more than 8%, it's just top heavy. And that, that really goes for just about anywhere. The percentage would be higher in other countries if they had like um, more nationalized stuff. The more nationalized stuff you have, the more government you need to run it because it'd come under there. That like whether it is the whole rail system. In fact, you need to nationalize your rail system so you can no, actually run trains on the bloody thing. Our our rail system is nationalized and it's a disaster. It is nationalized. Yes, but I thought um, Norfolk Southern is a private company, but the actual lines, rails, beds, and trains that transport passengers that's nationalized it's a utility and utilities yes. are nationalized and yeah if you've got a company like we made the mistake of that in britain if you have a corporate system within there they have shareholders and the money goes out yes well i mean the fundamentally that in itself is wrong yeah the system the systems things things that are are needed by the public such as your water systems your energy systems the rail systems that the country should be should be totally nationalized and run through that and the people would probably be more happier all the things you just listed are nationalized here they're categorized to as some utilities. degree if you that means no corporate input well you're going to run into the same problem on either end because corporations want to cut costs governments don't want to cut costs they want to increase costs but they want to steal all the money so you're damned if you do and damned if you don't yeah, the thing is that you we need to find these systems 
back to where it can work. Well, yes, I agree. But we run back into the same problem. I said this earlier in the week uh, or uh, first part of last week. I said morality doesn't extend to the financial and the political class. We're going to have to deal with a morality problem first, and you have well, to get yeah, people yeah, that actually yeah, want to yeah, do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, society and ethics, right? Right. <laughs> it's the morality right. of everything. Right, the, but we've got the moral, people. The morality of how you run your society. Yes, but it goes back to exactly what you were discussing uh, before, where you said that we have idiots running everything, and we do. They don't have any moral compass. They don't have any morality. They don't give a damn no, about they don't, people. They, or, don't, they don't have a moral compass. This, no. is, this is the problem. They, 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 the thing is... It becomes incomprehensible to me that how you can accept when you're in a position of responsibility, how can you actually accept that what you're actually pushing forward actually hurts your own family and you can still push that agenda? That is a very strange psyche to me. That is that is total collapse. And but it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt their own family because they're exempt. They're if, exempt from all the stuff that they pass. But if something like the vaccine has caused a loss in their family and they accept it so readily, which some of them have, how do you do that without how far does it have to go? That means they are not willing to step across the line and speak up anything. That's just a sacrifice to keep the money flowing. That's self-justification, but mm -hmm. self-justification should only go so far. It, it should, but they like what their the, money, they it, like well, their power, they like their position. They don't care about they the... They don't have any power or position, though. Um, but no, it's... it's, it's, it's it, they think they do, but they don't, because if they are willing to accept that their offspring are collateral damage, when do you wake up to think, well, where on that food chain are you? Uh, uh, again, I, I, it's like what you said earlier. Uh, we don't teach ethics or any of that um, anymore in schools. So there is no ethical. What they're thinking is, I'm going to get what I can now for myself. They don't care about what's the the, the few generations short or any term. of those things. Short it's term, short term. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, that, it, that it, is self destructive, and that is that that is the seeds of destruction for the human race. It is, but the the thing is, is uh, they have power but only because we allow them to. And they will continue to have power because nobody's doing anything to stop them. I mean, you look at the federal government here in the United States, um, it's supposed to be under the president, supposed to be under the, the purview of the president. However, it was shown that under the last president, the federal government did whatever the hell they wanted. Even if the president put down uh, policies and uh, they, they did whatever they wanted. They didn't care. They, they didn't care what out, the president had to they say. They helped oust him, didn't they? They the did. They committed a coup. And everything, yeah. yeah. And everything yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. Fine. That's criminal. It, it is. But crime, the, the whole legal process, it's all bound up by political will. Yes. If you don't have the will to do to to change these things, if you don't have the political will, then what, what's it matter? Oh, no, it's against the law. People have been rolling over for an endless amount of time. And it is actually trying to find that spark. That this is why you should always give them pointers like the Act Blue and stuff like that. Look into it. Just check your name out. If there's a hundred thousand people that all of a sudden find out that their name, their address, whatever has been abused, then apparently, um, even if they one of them wants to get cheeky and say, "Excuse me, can I have my donations back?" Apparently, that's five hundred million I've donated over the last ten years. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, 
it's ridiculous. The trouble is the world has become ridiculous. And it's a pe- if the people aren't willing to move, and we know that they're going to have to eventually, what does it take? Because death doesn't seem to be moving them at the moment. Doesn't seem to be. So I'm still waiting on that, uh, that wake-up moment because the longer people wait to wake up, once they finally do, the shock and the awe that is going to overtake them is going to overwhelm them to the point where they're just going to shut down completely. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that is what, that is what it's whoever designed to do. is behind this wants it wants yeah. to happen. They just yeah. want they just want society to melt down. They just don't want anything that can push back at all. And that is why, yes, that piece of paper in your country, and I've said it before, means so much. I mean, they used to laugh about Britain becoming the 51st or 52nd state of America or whatever it is. That wouldn't have been a bad thing if that constitution... I mean, I must admit, Martin probably would have been like to uh, quite casually bear arms and whatever. He'd have fortified... I don't think he would have argued, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he would have argued with that at all. Well, it's been a fascinating because conversation. It was written my by friend. a Brit. Sorry. It, well, yeah. yeah it well, according to according to Marty, it was written by a bunch of a uh, bunch of traitors. We can always go that way with it. He always gives me a hard time about that, but that's okay yeah. because we call them patriots. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, my friend. I guess we won't see you next week. We'll see you next month. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, I've got I've got a month coming up. I've got to um, do revision on all manner of subjects. Uh, help my daughter uh, as and see, she sees fit. If you want me to look into anything, or if you say, "Can you come on and talk about it?" I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. I will always. Well, we'll play it. it. We'll it's play it by ear, and we'll we'll be in touch by text and phone. That, so that's cool. That it's everything. it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, for coming on today. Thank you for rounding out the uh, the week, uh, and we will speak to you soon. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone, and have a great evening. Good night, guys. Look after yourself. Thank you.